the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. Love Never Fails. Inviting you to join in the fight for love. There are millions of people who are trapped in modern day slavery. Take a stand to do something against this injustice. Join the fight against human trafficking. If you truly set love, set the captives free. Each week, this program sheds light on the needs of vulnerable people in our community who are impacted by human trafficking, homelessness, addiction, and abuse, and celebrates the work of those who are meeting them right where they are and expressing to them that they are precious, valued, and loved. Our goal is to see this radio audience move to compassion demonstrated in acts of service, generosity, and gifts of time. Give up a chance. Give up your heart. Love never fails. Now here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell. Thanks and welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. We are so excited to be in the studio today. Uh, with a young lady, a just a, a, a woman, a young lady who has really blessed our organization over the last two years. And that is Jessica. Jessica started with Love Never Fails as a volunteer in our home um, in the ninth grade, if you can believe that. Um, she has been serving the women, helping them with art. Um, and, and that has been part of her project. Um, with Girl Scouts of Northern California. And so um, we're so grateful for Jessica. Jessica, just to tell you a little bit about her, uh, she loves the arts, obviously, and has really enjoyed bringing that into um, into the uh, helping the women and the children in our homes to uh, appreciate art and express themselves using art. Um, but she also does uh, she also does Irish dancing and she also does, reads fictional uh, novels and books and also is getting gaining some interest in the classics. So we are um, really interested to hear from Jessica, who now is in the 11th grade in the Bay Area and um, just continues to serve uh, the women and children in our home. Welcome to the show, Jessica. Hi. Hi. Well, so we're, you know, I want to start off. Um, first of all, I'm just so grateful for you. And um, I want to start off by um, just asking you a few questions about why you were interested in serving in this way. What sort of prompted this for you in the ninth grade? Um, it was actually through my father who um, actually works with you or used to at least. Yes. Um, <laughs> Yeah, he introduced me to Love Never Fails and uh, what you do here, which is really great work. And um, I started getting interested um, also because of my Gold Award, which is uh, what I'm currently working on as the project. And uh, I thought, what a better way to help than with Love Never Fails. Oh, yes. So I've had the pleasure of working with your dad. Um, Let's see now. It, It was maybe 10 years um, up until the point that I um, I retired in January of 2019 from Cisco Systems to uh, move into this full-time role as the executive director of Love Never Fails. But, um, um, and so that was just really uh, a great time. And he kept telling me, well, first I met your mom and your mom's a singer and she's in the arts and, and so he's like, oh, you and my wife would really get along. And then he started telling me about you. Oh, my daughter loves the arts. 
And I was like, oh, you know, the arts is really like a therapeutic modality for people who have experienced trauma. And he's like, oh, that'd be cool. Maybe Jessica could come out and and help. And so um, it just, um, first of all, the fact that you took the initiative and followed through with that, because a lot of time we talk about it, um, but you're being about it, Jessica. You're not just talking about it. You're being about it. And so I'm excited that um, you took that step. And so there you were in the ninth grade. You came into our home. What was your first experience like when you the first time you came in? What did you what What was your mindset? What did you bring with your with you to do? And how was that? Um, actually, I was pretty unprepared when I was first came in. I did have a plan for generally the arts, but I wasn't really sure what I was sort of walking into. I was no, I, was, I thought it was going to be really fun, but sort of going into the unknown of it. Um, yeah. I went in and it was, all of them were very nice and they all were very kind to me as I went through the project. And one of the big things I noticed was they worked a lot quicker than I thought. So okay. I actually bought extra art supplies when I first went in, luckily. So we did so much more art than I was expecting to. Yeah. And what were you do? What kind of art were you were you did you start off with? Was it like coloring or paint or what? What was it? Um, we actually decided on a pretty big range of arts. So we started with Indonesian batiking, which is mm-hmm. sort of like um, a style of dyeing um, fabrics. We used a um, a safe version using craft glue and uh, fabric paint. But we started off with batiking and we had them add their names or whatever they decided to do in Braille, including to that. Wow. And did you notice that? um, And and, and so the women uh, got involved in that and were they having fun? Did you notice that they um, had a knack for it? Was it a foreign thing for them? How was it? What did you observe? I noticed they picked it up almost right away. It was yeah. a little bit messy because of the, just the glue, but it was, they were very quick to understand what we were, I was trying to do, and it was really easy. Um, I noticed that um, they seemed to like doing it at the beginning because it was just sort of like they really liked deciding what designs they wanted to do and just like what they, just, what they wanted to do with their T-shirts as we died. But um, they seemed to have a lot of fun, especially later on when we started painting them. Mm, very cool. And what gave you that idea? Were you at, were you taking some art classes yourself or did you just come up with that on your own? Um, actually, I don't have any formal training, but it was mostly of my mom who is an artist. And most of her, our ideas do come from what she has done before and like a lot of online researching. <laughs> ah, OK, so mom has been. Uh, there behind the scenes kind of brainstorming with you. That's great. That's <laughs> really wonderful. To this. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, thank you, mom. We appreciate you so much. And so, you know, a lot of the women in our program are also moms. And so you've had an opportunity not just to work with the women, but their children. And so maybe share a little bit with us about that. What, what, it, what was that like? They all of the all the young children and girls that I met were all really, really driven to do what they wanted to do. Like they they knew what they they were like whenever we were doing art, they'd be like, this is what I want to do. And they had a very clear picture in their mind of what they wanted to have happen, which is really nice to see. Yeah. And I know um, I was able to see a couple of the um, pieces that they created. And whoa, I mean, I was taken aback. I was just so touched by um, two two sisters um, that were in the program. They created some beautiful uh, pieces and then another. Um, and I think they were like, I think they were seven and nine. And then um, another young lady in the program who was 10 and then 11, I think she turned 11 in the, in the house. And um, she was another young lady, um, daughter of one of our women in the house. And um, she really enjoyed, I mean, really enjoyed it so much so that she actually, her art was placed in an art, you know, in a, in an art exhibit um, with the FBI and um, yeah, in the heart art exhibit. Um, And so we're going to talk a little bit about that art exhibit and, Sort of the way I, I must say, Jessica, the way that you have influenced us, along with one of our other art um, kind of art therapy programs, which is Arm of Care, the two 
you and Arm of Care together have really um, moved our program in this beautiful direction. And um, so much so that we now have opened up an art house for children. So we're going to talk. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about that. I want to get your, you know, your thoughts again. I'm very curious about your observations about your what you learned. And, And, you know, when I looked at your your report, your final report with the Girl Scouts. Um, uh, you shared some observations that I think the listening audience would like to know more about um, because many people come up to me and go, I want to do that. Well, it's good for them to, you know, they don't have to reinvent the wheel. They can learn from what you did. And so we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we're going to come back and we're going to dive into your project um, and, you know, some, again, some of the outcomes and things that you observed and, and, and again, I'll talk a little bit more about that exhibit, um, oh, yeah. where, where a few of our ladies, their artwork was actually on display. All right. We're going to come right back and thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with Jessica. Uh, She is an 11th grade Girl Scout of NorCal, and um, she is uh, the leader of a program called The Art in Us. And that is really been uh, a huge blessing to the women in our programs and their children. And um, she has been with doing this with us for two years since she was in the ninth grade, which is uh, incredible. Um, and so I want to go back to your, your project. So, you know, I, I heard that your, your mom really inspired many of the lessons and things like that, but there was this outside influence as well with the Girl Scouts of NorCal where they said, you know, hey, um, do you, you know, you, we want you to pick a community service project. Is that, is that what happened? How, how did that all come to be? Um, so how it works usually is that in around um, ninth grade, when we um, turn about I'm not actually sure, but around the ninth grade, we are um, given the opportunity to create a project or an award project, which we can then create for the community with the community that um, they approve. And then we are um, we are allowed to go ahead and begin the project. So um, that's usually what happens, I guess. Uh And you so you decided to choose art just because you love it. Is that I did? Okay. I and did so, go through a few options. Oh, yeah. Okay. What were the, what options did you go through? Yeah, um, I I went a few went through a few of like um, I believe I went through something with hunger, another with um, what? I wanted to do something I believe with like a lot of hotels. Often um, their extra those little tiny giveaways are often thrown out. That was something I wanted to go into. And so I had a few options, which I then chose upon um, doing art with you guys. Okay. I, I, those are great ideas, too. Those are really great. Um, 
Uh, I mean, we need hunger. Absolutely. And, uh, and then I too, you know, with all the business travel I used to do with Cisco, I would like collect all those little kits and go yeah, and bring them out, you know, when I did street outreach. So those are really great things to do as well. Um, so, so you decided on this and then you presented it to the Girl Scouts or how did that work? Uh, it is usually, um, it has been, at least for the past few years, an online process. Okay. So we create a, um, a proposal and we send it in along with our, um, our Girl Scout um, Gold Board coordinator who works mm-hmm. with um, me and other girls to, uh, you know, help fine tune our projects. I see. And so you had some goals that you had to um, set early on. And um, what were your goals early on? Some of my goals were to just um, help most of the women and children find a coping method um, method for, you know, for some of the trauma that they've gone through or just just have a way for them to, you know, express themselves through art that I was hoping they would react to or um, mm-hmm. just sort of like. Yeah. So, you know, art, um, when you're dealing with people who have trauma, um, many times, and I was actually just looking for a stat there, um, uh, but it's not coming to my mind. Um, uh, it's kind of like the concept of a picture is worth a thousand words. And uh, if you take that and you you kind of uh, reverse it and you say, I don't have the words to express the pain that I've been through but I can draw you a picture about it and you can understand my pain through my art. And you can also understand my joy because sometimes when someone has been so heavily traumatized, even experiencing joy is difficult to express as well. Um, Especially if it's a new feeling for you, you don't even know how to like really articulate the gratitude that you feel as you're being, you're, you're becoming healed. And so um, thinking about that, uh, you know, I, I don't know if you realized it. I was, that's what I wanted to ask the question. Did you realize that the, that you, the tool that you had chosen with art was um, kind of tailor-made for people who had trauma? Actually, I didn't really at the beginning. I sort of went in, I, I kept having these thoughts of, oh, you know, this isn't going to help them as much as I, I hope it would. And then as it went on, I found, wow, this, they really, this really helps them. I remember um, one woman, she, um, she painted the grave of her father and she felt that it really, um, it helped her release that like hold, held up tension that she never was there. And it, it was really big. Wow. So she didn't get to go to his funeral. No. So she imagined what it would be like to be there and drew it. Wow. That's powerful. That is really powerful. That was probably when I realized, wow, I guess it really does help them more than I thought at the beginning. Yeah. Well, I can tell you the uh, young lady, uh, the 10, 11 year old, she has really progressed in her art. And I know for sure it's been a therapeutic kind of modality for her. I mean, her art has become uh, much more detailed and elaborate. And she's, you know, her mom sends me pictures. She's no longer in the program. She's got, they have their own apartment and um, her mom has a job and they're just doing really well. Um, And actually it's their art that was on display in the uh, art exhibit. And, um, and so she's super proud of that. Um, they also were invited. Um, her daughter was invited to um, present an art piece that she worked on with my daughter. I have a 12 year old daughter and they worked together on this art piece to tell a story about um, human trafficking. And they were showcased by the San Francisco Coalition Against Human Trafficking in an event last year. And so um, that was really 
um, really special to both of them. And so, again, you know, there you go, Jessica, you know, so cool that you have been, um, you know, inspiring uh, this kind of uh, movement within the home. So, you know, tell me, I'd love to hear what are the, some examples of different types of art that you brought into the program? And, you know, I'd love to hear like any of them make one, make a, a bigger impact than the other, or how was the experience in terms of the different types? Uh, I sort of went a slightly more unconventional way of art using um, different cultural styles of art. While I did include um, traditional, um, like, you know, common painting, we did some drawing, um, but a lot of it was, uh, let's see, we did um, kumihimo bracelets, which is a style of Japanese weaving. We did, of course, the Indonesian batiking with the women. Uh, we did a lot of um, alcohol ink art, which is um, a style of, like, ink, a type of ink, and you place it on. We used tiles and vases, and um, we did it on vellum, which is a style of paper as well. Um, they seem to really, really like alcohol inks. Like yeah. they, very often they ask for it to come back because it's really alcohol ink. You know, you can really do whatever you want with it. And it's mm-hmm. really, it'll like just really go well with whatever you decide to go, I guess. It kind of um, looks like stained glass, right? It does. It's so pretty. It is. That was actually what they chose for the display um, at the, for the FBI heart exhibit. And so, um, yeah, it was it was that that piece. I think a cup um, that um, one of them made. So um, that was really yeah, so cool. And uh, yeah, so go ahead. I'm sorry, I interrupted. And and what other were those the main three that you brought in? We we did um, one of the ones they really seemed to like was um, umbrella paintings. We painted mm-hmm. umbrellas with um, fabric paint. Not much help in California, but yeah. it's still something that they can keep safe, you know, keep with them. Yeah. When they, just when they feel free to leave or feel comfortable. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, we get rain. We get some, some <laughs> rain, <laughs> not much. <laughs> oh, well, good. Well, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. And I want st- to ask you your opinion about you know, um, what you see amongst your peers um, during this time of COVID-19, where people are going more and more online, where trafficking is actually happening um, at a much higher rate online now, and recruiting is happening online. I'd love to get your take. You've seen the impact that it has. You've seen that the the women and the children that are impacted um, as an 11-year-old in this world, uh, I'm an 11th grade uh, student, not 11-year-old, 11th grade student in this world. What, um, you know, what's your perspective um, and what would you say to young people? So we're, we'll come right back and hear from you, Jessica. And thank you so much all for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. 
where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in this studio today with Jessica, who is an 11th grade student um, and a Girl Scout of NorCal. And she is doing art programming with the women and children in our home. Um, and then, and the name of her program is called the art in us. And so we're so grateful to her and uh, her family for supporting her, uh, and the work that she's been doing. So I want to shift gears a little bit, um, and just talk about human trafficking, uh, in general. So as you know, or you may not know, um, in January 2019, the governor signed a bill into law that required that every 7th, ninth, and 11th grade student receive human trafficking prevention education. And unfortunately, that bill was passed into law without appropriation. Basically, what that means is without funding to actually execute the law. And so the, you know, we were part of uh, we are part of a, a collaborative called Protect that um, uh, with three, three Strands Global and Frederick Douglass Family Initiative. And our curriculum actually satisfies AB 1227, which went into law. Um, and um, and uh, actually Three Strands Global was the co-author of that bill, um, along with uh, Assembly Member Rob Bonta and others. So you know, we've been kind of pushing that along. And good news is District Attorney Nancy O'Malley um, of for Alameda County has, um, she has done some fundraising and we now will see this curriculum distributed to every 7th, 9th and 11th grade student in Alameda County in the coming year. So we're so excited about that. Woohoo! Um, and kudos to her for doing that. But I want you, I wanted to hear from you. You know, we, I'm hearing um, about just an increase in recruiting uh, online in exposure. You know, what's your perspective on, do you, well, first of all, let me ask you, do you have, do you have social media? I do, but I was lucky and I decided um, for the good, I don't know, good quantity of my high school years to um, sort of not partake fully in social media to protect myself and just others around me sometimes. Yeah. So you, you, do you use Instagram, Snapchat? What, what, what do you, all of the, all of the, all of the above, um, Facebook, what do you use typically? Um, mainly I use Instagram, but very often don't, I don't really have the other apps because I find it sort of <laughs> distracting. But got you. I try to avoid them. Good for you. Um, There is a really good documentary called Social uh, Dilemma. And it's all Uh, about have you have you watched that? Did you? I have. What did you think of that? Uh, I I do think about those topics quite often. So seeing it put into words in a documentary was quite interesting. You know, knowing others of my age are not as restricting as I get myself to be. So it's sort of nice to see it explained out in a in a thoughtful way. So did you come to that re- realization on your own, Jessica, or did um, were your parents instrumental in kind of um, the way that you've kind of your use has been restricted? Um, most of it was on my own cause, but my parents really gave me awareness of all of these issues, and I then put more. Um, thoughtfulness and research into doing like this sort of just general area so I then I personally would just sort of just decide on my own not to use social media it was never really restricted I gotcha and and is that have you kind of kept yourself restricted by making your account private and things like that is that is that what you've done yeah also as well as like trying to limit my time usage upon certain apps not the yeah. best at it sometimes. Yeah, I understand. I know. I I even struggle myself. So, um, I think it's it's a wake up call to all of us who are using social media for potentially positive. You know, you know, your parents probably use LinkedIn or Facebook, and 
you just find yourself on there. And next thing you know, you're like, okay, what's going on? Um, but there is a lot of recruiting that is happening. And so, for example, with Instagram, even when you have a private account, you can still receive um, DMs, right? You can still get direct messages. And so has that ever happened to you? Um, it has, perhaps not for recruiting, but certainly for like suspicious sources. And it's very easy to tell which and then block certain. Yeah. So that's happened to my daughter, you know, you know, she's, she's on Instagram and she has a private account and um, a guy who had friend requested one of my friends from church who I guess they accepted, not friend request, but followed. Um, and they accepted him. So she thought, oh, this is someone who they are affiliated with. And she actually thought that their face looked like someone else. And so she accepted their, um, their follow and they were like a 60 year old guy that was saying, you're pretty. I mean, you know, and, you know, immediately she blocked him and kicked him off, but it's like, wow, you know, just right there, just that bold, um, to get on your private page and give it a shot. Um, And so this is happening at a pretty high rate. And so you, you know, what do you think about, there's a ton of people that are actually ensnared by some of those kind of scenarios. Why do you think that happens? I I think this is a huge problem. I, I don't think I know of any one of my friends who hasn't been in the same situation. And um, I, there's something called, um, I believe negative um, or just negative uh, time on social media where you are almost unconsciously just scrolling through. And it's really hard to sort of differentiate between what's safe and what's not. And I know a lot of friends who will just sort of um, accept anyone who asks for a follow request because, you know, they want to have the numbers and it's really unsafe. Um, but I think it's a big problem. Uh, actually, could you restate the problem once more? Sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, what what you have brought up is so important in terms of um, like the way in which uh, people get in, right? The way in which people get connected to you because you, you want more followers or you're spending maybe too much time on there. And so it's, it's impacting your judgment is what I heard you say. Yeah. But um, my question was, is, um, you know, there are some people that are vulnerable and I'll be more clear, vulnerable to, you know, someone getting onto your page, even though you have a private account, they inbox, they DM you, you know, and you, you let them in because you want the follows and then they say you're beautiful. And then there's a decision that needs to be made right there. It's block or keep. Let them keep following me or block them. Why do some people let, you know, block them and why do others let them continue to follow? And so we actually, we're at a, we need to take a quick break, but I want to come back with the answer to that question from you, Jessica. Like, why do, you know, some people go one way or the other? And is there anything you can do to um, influence others now on this radio show to kind of think that through? So we'll be right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. 
Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. All right. Well, welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with Jessica, who is an 11th grade Girl Scout of NorCal and um, has um, been working with the Love Never Fails um, I Am House for women and children using bringing her program which is called the art in us um to the women and children there and so um we asked a question before the break which is you know there are you know you're on social media which has its challenges and you know by itself but you don't want to be completely isolated from the world right but uh, let's say as a teen but you're you're faced with these decisions that you have to make you know, first, someone, maybe you have a private account, maybe, first of all, it's, should my, my should my account be private or public? Then if you decide to go private, someone still DMs you, um, you have to decide whether you want this person following you or not. And then if they, if you allow them to follow you, because maybe they know somebody you know, and they start to send you, you know, messages that make you uncomfortable, what makes one person decide one way or the other in those scenarios? And what would your, what would your, you know, words of wisdom be in that, in, 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 in that situation? Um, I sort of think from a general standpoint that I think we've all just become a little bit desensitized to what happens. And it's like, I know a lot of my friends are like, Oh, you know, it happens anyways. I'll just block it when it happens or, you know, it's going to happen anyways, so why not? Um, just you mean like someone DMing you and saying something inappropriate? It happens anyways, right? It's so, so it's, common that it doesn't, It's we've become really jaded to it. Yeah. But a lot of my friends are just don't even think about it anymore because it happens so often. Also in like real life of, you know, oh, I can't call the time with this creepy dude. And it's, you know, it's so common that it's just sort of, as a society, we've just sort of gotten grown used to it. Like, you know, this, this will always happen. I'm actually doing gender studies in um, our English class right now at my school. And we were there, we were having this conversation about um, how it often starts really young in media and you see, oh, you know, in gender stereotypes of, oh, you know, men have to be strong, women have to be weak. And so these young children are learning so early to follow these roles that, you know, it's just almost like second nature to a lot of people. And it's just sort of really natural. So I think that's And so how would you map these gender studies? I mean, I guess, like, if we were to say just looking at a, a girl's response, like a, a teenage girl's typical um, response to someone um, trying to groom them or trying to recruit them for some sexual activity online or for some relationship when there's clearly like, you're an adult, I'm a kid, right? Are you saying that you, the, your studies are kind of informing you about how we're programmed to react as if it's okay? Like it's just normal? A little bit of it. Yes. Um, But a lot of it does come from like, uh, young children's large access to general internet and the media and um, sometimes, you know, not following the um, guidelines upon which age restrictions, mm-hmm. like it's sort of like, oh, you know, it's just a, uh, not a um, restriction, but a suggestion to not watch or just not when they're, when a lot of these young children are prepared or understand what is happening and so before they understand what's happening, they're already sort of like grown used to it and accustomed. Mm-hmm. So yeah. It just gets a little bit. Yeah. Um, and it's almost like the brain development isn't even there to really understand what you're watching or what you're experiencing. 
um, when you, you know, the, you know, the age ranges, let's say, you know, you can't get on Snapchat till you're 13. You know, my daughter's been asking me, can I get a Snapchat? And I'm like, no, you're not 13. And, um, and she's like, well, well, what does it matter? I have an Instagram. And I'm like, well, in that particular, with that particular app, I think you need to be at least the minimum age because some of the things that are going on there. And, um, and she's actually somebody I've had to restrict. And unlike you, I've had to like set very, pretty strong boundaries. And, um, but we've had these conversations and these talks about people you know, uh, being in, you know, being ensnared, um, being recruited, why private accounts are important. Um, even just the other day, I know this is a scary topic, but, um, just the other day I was asked to help find a 12 year old, um, who had been kidnapped and she's not a little tiny, you know, sometimes you might have in your mind a stereotype, oh, well, this, you know, this, girl was young child a, a little you know like easy to grab kind of girl no she's a big girl a tall girl you know someone who you know who can probably fight someone you know fight them off but still she was actually grabbed and so there are you know there are all kinds of ways that people can do things that we may kind of be unaware of or maybe in denial about do you think that that's yeah definitely in play here I noticed that a lot of my friends are like oh you know I'll be fine it'll it'll never happen to me or they'll think there's just not enough conversation about it like it's sort of avoided as a topic of conversation like you know it's not in my area I feel safe in my area but it happens everywhere no matter what yeah I think the things that are most troubling about like living in a, a safe neighborhood and, and we also live in a safe neighborhood is that there's this false sense of safety. You might have some physical safety, but then when you expose all your business online, um, you know, and you're, you're put, posting pictures that, you know, where you're in your pajamas or you're in a bikini and you're also posting where you live and you're posting where you go to school and you're posting who all your friends are. Somebody wants to develop a strategy to groom you and recruit you. Um, you're pretty prepared. They're, they're, they've got all the information they need, you know? Yeah. So, but you know, it's kind of like, it's a bummer as a parent to have to kind of, kind of be after your your kids about that and you feel like you're a killjoy you know you're a drag you know what do you think about that do you ever hear some of your 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 peers saying oh my parents they're always on me about social media and how much I'm on it or what I'm doing on there do do any of your friends complain about that I live in a really safe neighborhood and even especially a lot of the parents of my friends are very strict. Like they're like, you're not allowed to leave the house. And it's like, you can't go anywhere. I think it's less of you can't restricting them from doing what they want and instead preparing them for, cause you need to, instead of not just you, sorry, <laughs> it's just so easy to just stop them from, from happening versus preparing them. Cause you know, parents, um, guardians aren't always going to be there and they're going to be unprepared when it happens. Yeah. So I think it's education, education. prevention. Yes. I, I did a little bit of research and I was like, it doesn't matter where I am. I'm going to be unsafe. So it's best to be prepared. I did um, research on the nearby sex offenders. Mm-hmm. There's one within our neighborhood, you know, within yeah. miles. And it's. Wow. Jessica. Yeah. It's good. It's really unsafe no matter where you are. Right. And so what, so knowing that that person is nearby your neighborhood, what, you know, what do you think about there? Like when you, what are your, what, how have you prepared yourself to be safe given that information? Um, definitely trying to be aware of where I am. If I feel, let's say unsafe, it's best to leave the situation try and break off that contact. Um, mm-hmm. I got pepper, peppery gel. That was good. 
I like okay. Very useful, just in case. <laughs> Great. And then, you know, the other thing is um, um, you, numbers in your phone, right? Um, having an ICE number in case of emergency number locked into your cell mm-hmm. phone in case, you know, um, someone needs that. Just mm-hmm. in case. I know yeah. that um, iPhones, I'm pretty sure Samsung too have, um, if you click the power button, Three times, I believe, you immediately call the police, but you, you should probably fact check me on that one. I'm not okay. Sure. See this? Jessica, you are on it. This is great. Yeah. But do you do you feel um, anxious? Do you feel scared? Are you feel To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. I, I still feel unsafe. Don't go away. While, but I know love that Never I'm Fails more Radio will others, return so right after these messages from our sponsors. In case someone else, like, even if it's not me in the situation, this is Dr. someone Renuna else will be. Fouch. And it's just me I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails. A lot of where each voice really matters that, um, as lives are restored. Parents and guardians. Thank you for um, your support. Oh, it is that really big stereotype. Let's oh, face you know, it. You are karate, making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication really, like, skills are the key just to your professional and, saying, oh, you know, you're and success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit pitchperfectpresentations.com to schedule your Complimentary yeah. strategy strategy, right? Today. So, yeah, I totally agree. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. This is great information. Jessica, so grateful that I, you chimed in on these topics. Um, and Welcome so back to we'll, Love we'll Never right Fails back. Radio, um, thanks where for you are invited to, to turn your Radio. compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We've had a wonderful time talking with Jessica again, 11th grade girl scout, NorCal rather, and uh, the founder of the Ardenists, um, who has been um, just doing great work with the women and children in our homes uh, around art and, and not you know, licensed art therapy, but in essence, you know, an art therapy modality that's really been wonderful. Thank you so much, Jessica. I really appreciate you. Of course. Yeah, thanks. It's been a joy being here. Yeah, yeah. It's been wonderful. And you were saying during the break, you're like, you know what, you've taken on this other piece of just educating your friends and sending off infomercials and stats and and, you know, I want to I want to commend you for that as well. And um, I think together you and your friends can make the world a better place, because as we mentioned, you know, whenever you have privilege and I can say that my children have privilege, um, it is important for us uh, whenever, you know, you have that to use it to help someone who does not And um, and so what that means is reaching out like you're doing and um, sharing art or educating others. You know, there are people that are in foster care. There's kids that are in foster care who are, who don't have parents that are looking at their social media or who are asking them, where are you going? Or who are putting limits on them. And, you know, sometimes we can complain about, you know, Oh, my parents are such a drag or, Oh, they don't let me go here or there. And, you know, the alternative of not having any parents, um, you know, is, is a very, it's a harsh reality that many children in this world face. So um, I, uh, my, my daughter always says, are you going to start telling me about all the people you serve? Because I'll just be quiet and say, sorry, now that's what you're going to do. <laughs> you know? And she starts saying, I'm not good. What do you mean I can't have my cell phone for an hour? It's like, dude, you have a thousand dollar cell phone that you can use whenever you want. Be grateful anyway. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again, Jess, um, Jessica. We're, we're going to just go through some things that are going on in the community that people can get involved in. First of all, we reopened our community store last week. Yay, on the Yay. 14th. Yay. 
Um, and it's been great. Um, you've been stopping in. We're so grateful. Again, we've changed some of our donation policies. Um, we're asking that uh, we keep the donations to one bag because we're overrun with things. So one bag and we will start to receive those donations right at noon um, until we can't receive them anymore. Um, we would ask you to give Miguel an email, a heads up. He's at Miguel, M-I-G-U-E-L at com, and schedule a drop off if you could. We are going to be open. I said in last week's show, we're open from 10 to 5. I was mistaken. It's from 12 to 5, Monday through Friday. So please come out, support us. Um, we are continuing to have our store online open, which is store.loveneverfailsus.com. Also, um, exciting news. We are actually, we have our art house opened up for our youth. Um, we are receiving girls that are between the ages of 13 and 17. So please, if you um, have a need, uh, you know someone who has a need, please let us know. You can reach out to Marilyn at M-A-R-I-L-Y-N at loveneverfailsus.com for an intake. And um, we also are going to be opening up a men's house um, coming up in November. And that will have six beds for men. Uh, one of our men that's coming in is a survivor of human trafficking, labor trafficking specifically. So again, we're just continuing our charter. We're super excited about that. Um, we're also going to have homeless men and other, you know, men who have experienced other types of trauma. So um, please keep us in prayer as it relates to our men's home and our, our women's homes and our, and our kids' home. We're just trying to serve as many as we possibly can. We also are continuing to take signups for our IT classes at loveneverfailsus.com forward slash IT biz. We're taking, we have free classes during the pandemic. So please sign up today. And uh, lastly, but not least, of course, we want to make sure if you haven't heard it before, if you need to hear it again, we want to make sure that you know that you are loved. Have a wonderful day. Thanks for joining us this week on Love Never Fails Radio. We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and love and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at loveneverfailsus.com, by liking and sharing our Facebook page, Facebook slash Love Never Fails Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails. This program is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, which is a donor-supported nonprofit ministry that Vanessa founded as a way of directly impacting the lives of young people who are trapped in or at risk of becoming involved in human trafficking. This broadcast needs your involvement and support. To find out more, simply go to loveneverfailsus.com and click on the radio show link. Today's program was brought to you in part by Case Industries, as well as supporters from Faith Fellowship, New Hope Christian Fellowship, and the International Church of the Foursquare Gospel. On behalf of Vanessa and the whole team at Love Never Fails, thank you for listening, and thank you even more for committing to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Give up a chance. Give up.